The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. As K-State fans, our basketball transfer portal worst nightmare has come true. Yikes. Oof. Nigel Pack, sophomore guard, has entered the transfer portal. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Sage Williams is with us today across the glass. Big Steve will be joining us here in just a moment as we play Do They Know It. Also here later in the first hour. K-State baseball coach Pete Hughes, his team coming off a couple of wins against Northern Colorado. And in the uh, second hour, we're going to hear from K-State running backs coach from the football team, Brian Anderson. And of course, number one, number one song of the day, And Ask Us Anything. Uh, but clearly, I think we all, if we saw it on social media earlier today, especially when it came out, which was about four hours ago, it was a, uh, it was a punch in the gut, mm. in a way, to see mm. Nigel Pack's name pop up and his name entering the transfer portal. Now, I want to first start out by saying I wasn't surprised because I don't want to mix up being surprised and being bummed out. Sure. I'm not surprised by anybody entering the transfer portal when there is a coaching change. Right. Now, I might complain 10 years ago about it, (laughs) but things are just a lot easier to transfer these days. Nigel Pack will get that waiver, of course, so he won't have to sit out a year wherever he goes. But I'm not surprised. I am upset. Like, as a fan, I am upset because he was a star of the team. K-State already has a number of guys on their way to new things because they've graduated, like Mike McGurl and Mark Smith. Mark Smith was another star on the team, transferring in his one year, and he's the shortest player in Big 12 history to lead the league in rebounding. Wow. I mean, you can't uh, you can't really do better than that other than scoring a gajillion points. Yeah. But we'll always remember Mark Smith for what he did rebounding the basketball. But Nigel Pack was a flamethrower, smashing threes. He was a he was a daily in each game, game by game, a highlight reel. And now you feel like the Cats have now lost their best player and it's going to be tough to replace it, which it will. We'll get to more on that in the second hour. But first, uh, it sounds like, and I've heard this reported, it, it, it sounded like, so the whole situation was, you know, Nigel Pack was at the introductory press conference for Coach Tang. Mm-hmm. He did talk to the media, and he stated, you know, he, he it was already out there that he was going to enter his name into the NBA draft process. He was going to get some feelers, get some advice. He never said anything about coming back, but he, what he did say is like if he did come back, he would leave his options open. Of course, would consider K State, but that that kind of in your mind left it open to like, well, yes, he could potentially enter the transfer portal. But I want to go to what he tweeted earlier today. This is from Nigel Pack's Twitter account at Nigel Pack twenty four. He said, "Quote: This season has been exciting, and will forever leave an impression on my heart. Every decision I've ever made." 
has been rooted in faith, love, and divine purpose. After much thought and prayer, I've decided to enter the transfer portal. I want to explore all of my options, but K-State will certainly be one of the schools I consider. That part, repeating what he said at that introductory press conference to the media. So it's not like a 100% done deal that he's leaving K-State. We've seen, you know, there's been players before into the transfer portal and then back out and stay where they're at. But if you ask me, I would say it's likely he would go somewhere else. The door is open for him to potentially go home, but the door is just been kicked wide open to get offers from other schools but what would those offers also maybe have attached to them? NIL. NIL. That is going to be a major, major factor. Because out of over 1,000 players that are now in the transfer portal, I would imagine, and this is my opinion, Nigel Pack will be one of the most sought-after players in the entire transfer portal because of his -hmm. shooting ability. Man, Mm -hmm. Fill it up. And that's just... I think the writing's on the wall. He's gone. Um, I appreciate what he brought to the program and what he did for us. I mean, I'll never forget that uh, Oklahoma State game where he just, I mean, he was like, give me the ball. I mean, in between half court and the three-point line, just boom, shot it, game over. That was And they, we needed that win. And he was able to rise to the occasion like he always did. But uh, I think he's he's gone. He's definitely gone. Why not get recruited a second time? Sounds fun. But it also, it does sound like that Coach Tang and company, whoever's with them on this recruiting trip, was actually planning to stop. And I heard this from Derek Young from Case It Online. He told me yesterday off air that, uh, maybe he did mention on air, I don't quite remember, but we'll, we'll say it right here, that Coach Tang and company were expecting to visit with Nigel Pack's family today in Minneapolis, kind of do the same thing they did with Marquise Noel a few mm-hmm. days ago in Harlem, New York. Mm-hmm. And that is, I, I can't say exactly what they would talk about, but I would most likely imagine it's a part of the recruiting process, them to keep players around, the ones they want to keep around. And it's a part of, hey, you know, we're going to go visit your families just like we would if you're coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically a re recruiting, if you will. You're recruiting them to stay. But the, I mean, the transfer portal is incredibly hectic right now. Like I mentioned earlier, over a thousand players are in the portal, and you have three hundred plus teams in Division One college basketball that are all also probably diving right into the transfer portal and filling some holes. Nigel Pack has become a big fish in a big pond for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if he doesn't go to a really great program. And if he goes to, like, Minnesota, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> if I was him, I'd go to a coast school or I would go somewhere like a blue blood kind of school. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give anybody else a thought. Um, like, I, I USC, Miami, Florida Gulf Coast, the campus is right on the beach. I don't know if that's important to him or not, but that I mean, would be where I'd go. I'd see you. I'm, I'm out of here. Are you recruiting for other teams here? Yeah. That's where I'd go. Uh, the heart, in a heartbeat. But if he goes to Minnesota, I'm going to freak out, man. They stink, and it's cold. Shout out to to uh, our guy Sloan, the right. Minnesota boy. Well, I right. will say, if he is aiming to maybe get closer to home, there's a couple of universities and uh, some universities that, uh, well, one is uh, 
has some amazing college basketball history. The other one is doing pretty well right now in college basketball, and they're both within an hour and a half of his hometown, I believe, is Lawrence, Indiana. It's a suburb of Indianapolis, of course. He went to Lawrence Central. Oh, okay. I thought he was a Minnesota kid. Okay, so No, he, no, no. Indiana. Oh, he's an Indiana Do you guy. never listen to my starting lineup announcements? I do all the time. Indianapolis, Indiana. Man, dang it. Whoa. That's why he's not coming back. You did you shaded his hometown. You I don't know what that has said, anything Lawrence, to do with. Indiana. No, he goes that guy. I'm out of here, man. You're yeah. confusing the hell out of me. <laughs> I, but I do want to say that Purdue is an hour and fifteen from his hometown. That's West Lafayette, Indiana, man. And then Bloomington, Indiana, is about an hour, hour and a half south Can of you Indianapolis. Imagine first of all. It would be tough being from that area and like the Hoosiers want you. I mean, that's tough to that be tough to turn down. Yeah, Mike Woodson wants to rebuild that program. Oh man, yeah. And he, you know that guy. What a building block to start with, but also Purdue. Imagine dropping Nigel Pack in the middle of that roster, man. Like, go oh boy. Okay, let's look at it from the Indiana aspect. Declares for the NBA draft. Fully expects that. This is getting the feelers out and learning what the NBA types are going to think of his game and where it can be improved. Indiana's head coach is the guy who for, who used to be a former head coach of the Cavaliers. Yep. A guy by the name of LeBron played for him. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, he's an Indiana Heritage guy. Mm. So, yeah. Boy, that one stands out right away. It really does. That's tough to compete with. You know, even though... There's a lot of there's a, some personal history for him here, right? I mean, that's a lot to contend with. Which brings up the other aspect of this: in personal history and the fact that it's a coaching change. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's not Bruce Weber anymore as the head coach plays a huge, huge role now in this. Which leads me to my next point of this, and why I'm not surprised, and it's because of Bruce Weber no longer being the head coach. It, Bruce Weber's name was dropped by the players in post-game after losses many times. Mm-hmm. We're trying to win for Bruce Weber. We're here to play for Bruce Weber. Nigel Pack, this last Thursday, at the press conference afterwards, when he's talking to the media, he said he came here to play for Bruce Weber. Mm. Okay. Bruce Weber was extremely important to him. Nigel Pack, when K-State, and I think everybody knows about this by now, but when K-State put the offer out then they were recruiting Nigel Pack, he wasn't exactly on everybody's boards yet. Mm-hmm. He hadn't been discovered quite like he was by K-State. K-State was so early in the process that Nigel was ready to come to Manhattan, and then he, I forget the name of the tournament, but he goes off. Tons of recruits there. He's getting a lot more offers. He stayed committed to Bruce Weber and K-State. He was not going to go back on his commitment which a lot of others have done that in the past. Mm-hmm. It is a very common thing these days to decommit, go somewhere else, which drives me crazy a lot of the time. But sometimes I do get it when there is a coaching change or some other circumstance comes up. But if he just decommit and go somewhere else, it is annoying. Um, but Coach Weber leaves. That's Nigel Pack's way out. And he knows, like, he took. He, he he did a really good job, I think, of covering up his emotions. But you could tell, like, he was playing 
his butt off, but he was he was playing for himself quite a bit, playing for the team, but playing a lot for himself. He was building a resume to – and I said it a few weeks ago, that if I was Nigel Pack and I heard the fans' response to what was taking place because he's hearing his head coach, who he loves dearly, get trashed on social media, yeah. and he's the top guy on why he's getting trashed. He's the, He is the top player on a team that has been losing – and the fans want the head coach fired, and he's the best player on that team. Probably took those insults personally as well. So that goes back to the way you know I kind of got it, the way Coach was talking about the social media hate, but also I kind of consider, consider that an excuse in a way. But I bet you Nigel Pack, and I'm speculating, but I bet Nigel Pack took that personally. Sure. So I, I do not blame him for entering his name in the transfer portal for multiple reasons. But this is also not Coach Tang's fault. This has nothing to do with Coach Tang. It sounds like to me he was putting in all the effort he possibly could. He said it himself that he would give Nigel Pack all the help he could mm-hmm. possibly do to help Nigel with the NBA draft process. He would do anything he could to help him out. And Nigel said that as well. Jerome Tang did nothing wrong. The staff did nothing wrong. It's just the circumstance we're currently in. And that's the coaching change. Anybody can leave. Like Troy mentioned uh, yesterday, who'd you say like everybody left the team a year ago? Oh, Por- Pacific. Pacific. Or, sorry, no, Portland. Portland. Yeah, Portland, the pilots. Uh, and, you, and you have Marie State doing that this year. It is what it is. And you're right. I mean, I think it's more about Bruce Weber's not the coach here anymore. And I think he's just like uncomfortable sticking around. For a lot of different reasons. I just hope wherever he goes, I hope we don't run into him down the line and he buries us with oh, 40. You let know? me tell you, he is, I mean, he's going to get 30 offers. Easy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's exaggerating. That's a lot, but that's, at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people that that uh, that put a, uh, blah, 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 that want him on the team. I mean, the guy is a prolific scorer. He's a great kid on and off the basketball court as well. He's somebody like you wouldn't not want him on your team. So he's going to get a good offer. It's super common in the transfer portal. You see a guy at a power five, maybe not excel, so they drop down a level, use a transfer portal to get that done. Or flip it the other way. Somebody at a mid-major explodes, takes their team to the NCAA tournament, now, all of a sudden, they know they're good. They know they kicked butt, mm-hmm. won a conference championship. It's time to go to a Power Five and really kick butt. Mm-hmm. Nigel Pack is going to go Power Five to, or I'm sorry, Power Six to Power Six. He's not dropping down. He's way too good for that. He could land on anywhere. I think he could go really anywhere he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And if there's not room, teams would make room yeah. for uh, Nigel Pack. Yeah. Just like. Play his highlight tape and any coach in the country that's like, nah, you know what? I don't think we got room for that. Nah, that guy. Nigel Pack, his scoring ability, especially from three, is going to be very hard to replace. And coming up at 5'10, I got a bunch of numbers that will back that up. But coming up next, we didn't get to play last week. And we're going to play this week because both Sage and Big Steve are here. Do they know it? Hosted by Big Steve. Coming up next.
for those that are listening after the show, like listening to the podcast right now, I just want you to know that we won't have Coast to Coast. Uh, Big Steve just made that announcement, so no Coast to Coast tonight. Uh, so if you want your uh, your Weird. talk on aliens, yeah, bringing your crazy back UFO Latin, talk. <laughs> you might have to go somewhere else. But somewhere. Shout to Coast to Coast. Absolutely. Great show and been on the air for so long. I'm sorry. I have to say it right now. I am sorry to everybody out there listening. I'm leaning up against a rack in the back, talking to Troy. <laughs> and I said I I just was gesturing wildly, like and I smashed into some equipment. I you know me I don't know what's back there. I don't know. And then it starts smoking, and then I threw I threw my water on it thinking that Put out be, the fire. Yeah. And here Got we so are. Dave G's to blame why you didn't catch your full Dan Patrick so, show today. Yeah, so we lost an hour and a half of Dan Patrick. We, we're we also losing Coast to Coast. Yeah. Uh, those that like Delilah oh, on that Sunny will 102.5. Still be carried. Oh, we're okay. still carrying well. that. We have a workaround for that. <laughs> Man. The look of relief. <laughs> hey, Delilah's good. I, I mean that unironically. I like Delilah. Those looking to send uh, their special one a, a song yeah. on Sunny 102.5, they just got bailed out. We're good. We're so good. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's my fault. It's kind of Troy's fault, but it's also m- mainly my fault. Was there a fourth show we thought we might lose? Uh, Elvis Duran in the morning Elvis show. Dur- that would have been on Z. Yeah, but that one's also I mean, still being. Cut. That would have been a fireable offense. Yeah, mm. for DG. Man, that would have been bad. But we're gonna get it figured out. We're gonna get. I know we got our we got our IT I, guy Paul. He's scrambling. It's fine with Elvis Duran. I would have just been like, "Hello, lady," just like thirty <laughs> times in a row. And everybody's been. Hey, that's pretty much the whole show. Just <laughs> hello, lady. Hello, lady. Here's a prank call. A prank call my grandpa or something. It'd have been awesome. Oh, Don't worry boy. about it, guys. All right. <laughs> well, the breaking news earlier today: Nigel mm-hmm. Pank has entered his name into the transfer portal. Coming up at five ten, replacing his scoring. Super tough to do. The numbers to back that up is coming up. But right now, Big Steve, he's taking over. Here we go. They know sports. They know jokes. And even best dating advice. But we're going to test their knowledge of music, movies, and TV shows right now on Do Do They they Know It? it. Game number 12 this afternoon. Wow. This is Do They Know It? Last week, just to recap, we had the bad guys with a Z. Or at least last time we did this because we were off last week. Seven to the heroes two, not a very not a very close game at all. So here's Wax. how the game works: you got three categories, two options a category. You got movies, you got TV shows, you got music. What more could you ever want? You tell me which option you want, I'll play it for you. You have to give me for movies. I'm looking for the name of the movie, the actor or actress. If it's an animated movie, I'm looking for the character name, or if you know the actor behind the mic, that works too. For TV shows, I'm looking for the name of the show, name of the character. For music, I'm looking for the name of the song and the artist it's by. Unlimited steals, as always, today. Now we just need to know what your team names are. So, Sage and Troy are on our team today. What's your team name? I squared. I squared. I love that. Recycling names over here. Wow. <laughs> the boys with a just, Z. Just, come on. Dude. <laughs> okay, you can't blame Mitch I, for that. I, I will never be on a team that uh, where we recycle a name. We will always have with a, Z. a unique name, usually <laughs> something that is relevant to what's going on. With a Z. So for DG and I, our name is Poland Pack. Back Pull in. Poland Pack. Poland Pack. Back in. Back in. With a Z. We were pushing pack. <laughs> Where does the Z go in that? What? <laughs> we were pushing pack. Now we're pulling pack we're, back in. 
And they right. pulled me just, back in. Just when I think I'm out. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do our ceremonial coin flip here. So randomly picking and Troy, call it. Heads or tails? Tails. Tails. All right. That puts you guys on heads. We're flipping real quick. And it is heads. What? So Mitch and Dave G will be going first. Full board at your disposal. DJ, go ahead. Uh, let's go. TVA. TVA, you got it. I'm not sure. I'm afraid we need to use math. And just a quick reminder for movies and TVs, you get one replay. Man, those short clips. Yeah. Um, it's uh it's, it's Futurama. Um, and it's uh um I can't think of the guy's name. I don't I have no clue. Sorry. Hold on. Stop. Big Steve, don't move, okay? I'm not moving. I can I, I can do this. I can think of um, um I can think of that th- this. Um uh, he's the the ten professor um, nine eight um, uh, yeah seven after that six um six. easy John Higgins <laughs> <laughs> um God I can't think of his name oh, sorry uh, Professor Farnsworth oh. yeah! Yeah. Where did that come from? Dude, no, from I no, saw it connect. Hold on. I saw it connect. His eyes just open. Just, Professor Farnsworth, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I thought you right just made something up. No, listen. Wow. <laughs> let's go ahead and shut this down. Okay, <laughs> Stop the count. Hey, like, we're right. like George Norrie, man. We're done. We're not going tonight. Let's go. We're done. <laughs> Sage, Troy, your move. Wow. You can pick. Which, what do you want? Let's go music A. Music okay. A. Take away the sensation inside. Bittersweet migraine in my head. It's like a thrumming toothache of the mind. I can't take this feeling anymore. What year did this come out? 2004, 2005. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like I recognize the voice, yeah. but I can't pinpoint it anywhere. Man. Yeah, that one. Big Steve with the big one. You forfeiting? Drawing a huge blank. Um, uh, you can at least try to take a guess yeah, at Yeah, that's what part I was, I was like, at would least there get be anything that's close? I'm just going to take a, take a shot in the dark just because it sounded enough like it might be him. Green Day. Nice. That is Green Day. Oh. I mean, B- Billy Joe is. Oh yeah, he's distinct. Indis- like yeah. yeah, you you can you can pick him out of a crowd. But yeah, John Blank on the name. Name yeah. of it would be song no. titles. Out. All right, you yeah. guys want to steal? I don't have a clue on what uh, that song could be called. I don't either. Nah, we don't. Nah, I don't know. Um, American Idiot. (laughs) Well, it is off of that album, though. Uh, This is Give Me Novocaine. It's right before She's a Rebel. So there it is. All right. Big Steve and his deep cuts. That's not even a deep cut. It's either green. Excuse me. I'm going to start using Shazam on this stuff. (laughs) Excuse me. That is not even a deep cut. Even Shazam would be like, I don't know. Green Day or Lincoln Park. Flip a coin. (laughs) All right. Well, it is your guys' move. Mitch and Dave G. You've got both movies, TVB and Music B, left on the board. Let's try movie B. Movie yeah. B, you got it. What, ocean big enough for you or something like that? Huh? You got a problem, buddy? Huh? Huh? Do you? Do you? Do you? Want a piece of me? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm scared now. Ellen, De- Ellen DeGeneres. 
That is. Now, what's the name of the movie? Well, it's got to be. It's Finding Nemo. Is it? Is it the uh, first one, second one? I'm gonna say just Finding Nemo. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so. So the second um, movie is Finding Dory, by the yeah. way. There is an I've change. never seen Finding Nemo, and my wife really? says that's like a huge faux pas. And it, it you will soon enough. Yeah, yeah, I know. God. It's pretty Finding solid. Finding Nemo is a good It's a good. It's a solid movie. And it's a classic one. Yes, yes, it And is. I haven't seen it. I feel like, you know, one of those people. Like, you you are actually good. missing out. You are actually missing out. Have so. you seen Forrest Gump? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Freaked me out for a second. Oh, my God. Has anybody, anybody in here never seen Forrest Gump? Okay, we're good. All right, we're going <laughs> We got a All right, Troy that. Sage, your move, movie um, A and TV and music B still on the board. Hmm. And by the way, Mitch and Dave G leading you guys four to one. Oof. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? Let's try oh. the other TV one. You got it. TV B coming up. Man, look, I get it. You, you took a year off to do yoga and play the lute, whatever. But I'm back. Okay, we're back, which means that we walk and kill monsters at the same time. We'll find Kevin. But in the meantime, do we ignore stuff like this, or are innocent people supposed to die so that you can shop for produce? Hmm. Oof. And wow. again, you do have a replay available. Yeah, replay it. Why yeah, not? probably replay that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Man, look, I get it. You, you took a year off to do yoga and play the lute, whatever. But I'm back. Okay, we're back, which means that we walk and kill monsters at the same time. We'll find Kevin. But in the meantime, do we ignore stuff like this, or are innocent people supposed to die so that you can shop for produce? Hmm. Jeez. It's and kill monsters at the same time. It's yeah. It's clearly some kind of kind of like satire show of some sort. Um. It almost sounded like The Good Place, but it's not, because I, I've seen that no. full on. Mm -hmm. No. It kind of, I don't know, something, something from like PBS or something. <laughs> Why are you helping them out? <laughs> I'm thinking like, my, you know, Little House on the Prairie. Or yeah. yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's not your team. You can't talk oh, to yeah, them. Sorry, You're breaking guys. rules, sorry, Dave. Hawaii oh, Five-0, the new one on CBS <laughs> weeknights. Eight. Do you guys have a, uh, a guess? I don't have a <sighs> I don't have a guess, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, bones. It is yeah. not. You yeah. guys want to steal? Supernatural? Yeah. Um, and uh, the, it's uh, one of the Winchester brothers, um, um, uh, uh, Mike Winchester. Mm. No, it's not. Know. That's Dean Winchester. Dean! Oh, God! He was saying that to throw Dean. us off. He knew no, the whole time. I, I really, you know, did. <laughs> no, I'm right. sorry. We're five one right now. Mitch, Dave G. The, the your fireable offenses are climbing. <laughs> you got music B, movie A. Well, we only need one to lock yeah, up the win. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's go, uh, movie A. Yeah. Movie A. You got it. You realize what would happen if I hand in my homework and your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Um, that is Back to the Future. And that's Biff Tannen. Give me the title. Wait, wait hold on. I need the actor, not the character. Yeah. Oh God. Um. I mean, it's already over. We can. Thomas uh, something. Page. Damn it. It's close. Tom. Do you guys want to steal real quick? Oh. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, and that's the that's the worst part. I know it, and I can't think of that's, it right now. That's Thomas Wilson. Yeah. Dude, he has a he's a comedian. That he has an act where he he sings a song. He's like, he just answers all the questions he always yes. gets. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's that guy's funny. Yeah. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Biff. All yeah. right. Well, Troy and Sage, that leaves you with one option left. So here's music B. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it 
like And right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe I can't breathe but I still fight While I can fight As Van long as Halen. the wrong feels yeah, right It's like I'm in very fight. distinctly uh, I was thinking it, snow Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I love very the way distinctly you lie. Tupac. No, it's yeah, that's right. <laughs> she got what's she the, got artist? the song title? It's Eminem. The second time you'll be heard with an Eminem track. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mitch. so that's the final. <laughs> so those are the final numbers. Six for uh, the pull and pull back in. <laughs> no, no, no! Stop right or there. Or did I mess it, it up? Yeah, it's you pull mean, out you, and pull back in. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Hey, I want to say uh, for our last show on the air, this has been great. <laughs> no, I honestly cannot remember what it is. It is pulling pack. Pulling back in. Back in. That's right. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, they got it. Uh. Six, two, I squared three. Wow. And that's the game for today. Another win for yours, truly. (laughs) Another win for yours, truly. You are really racking them up as far as wins go. You actually did a fantastic. You you carried us. Today is just on fire. Mitch has only had one loss, by the way. Wow. Uh 11 and 1, or I guess 10 and 1, probably. Yeah, but he got carried today. He's missed a show or two. Yeah. Overall stats, I'd say mine are horrible. Hey, it just comes down to Troy sucks. I got it. Yeah. Oh, what? That is not true. <laughs> That's true. That's not true. Yep, got to call it like we see it. Coming up in hour number two, we'll get back to Nigel Pack and him entering the transfer portal and how tough it's going to be to replace his scoring. Of course, as well, number one song of the day and ask us anything. But when we come back, our weekly interview with K-State baseball coach Pete Hughes. The game continues on News Radio KMAN as we're in hour number one. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G, and Big Steve, and right now joined by the head coach of the K State baseball team, that is Pete Hughes. After being swept last weekend by TCU, come back home and win a couple of games in a cold, rainy, and windy weather here in Manhattan, taking down Northern Colorado in a pair. Coach, I appreciate your time, and do we think we're finally done with this cold and windy weather, warm weather on the horizon this weekend? Yeah, it looks it looks good. The forecast does. I just you know you can't control the weather, obviously, and and we don't like that because we want our fans to have an enjoyable you know experience. And it, it was tough Tuesday and Wednesday night. Last night was as bad as it gets um, for college baseball. But you know you got to be able to win in all the conditions and, and delays and uh, with the wind and manage those things and be able to be efficient. I thought we did a decent job with that. Not a great job, but um, got two wins out of it. How cold is too cold to play baseball? Do you have a, a temperature in mind when you don't like to play? I do. You know, being at Boston College for eight years, it would always be that 32-degree mark, you know, and um, the wind chill, if it goes under 32 you know, it's just there's a fine line between having the guys being tough and and and, and being dumb about it. You know, you're going to risk injury. So, yeah, that once that once that windshield goes below 32, I, I think you need to make a decision and not put those guys out there. You're risking too much injury. 
We're speaking with K-State baseball coach Pete Hughes. Your team is now 13-11 and with an 0-3 mark in Big 12 play. Well, going back to that last weekend uh, there in Fort Worth, Texas, that's been a tough place to play for the Cats since the Horned Frogs joined the Big 12. Uh, but uh, the Horned Frogs had some big innings in those three games. But what were your takeaways from that opening weekend, and what is the uh, toughest start to a Big 12 uh, conference play in uh, Big 12 history? You know, it's a good league. If we're this is the second year in a row we're saying that we, we have the, the toughest starting schedule in the Big 12 in the history of the conference, but it, it just tells speaks volumes to the to the level of uh, of play in our, in our league. So, you know, what what my takeaway for the weekend. We can hit with anybody in the league, that's for sure, um, one through nine. Uh, we played really good baseball for the, for the first six innings of all three games, certainly good enough to win. And, you know, we just got, I thought our guys played good in, in, a, in an away environment. Um, we, we just got to be able to close games and finish in the, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, and we, we were not efficient in those innings. So those, that's something we're working on. And, um but as far as our guys' ability to battle back, to fight, to compete, and to play at the same level as a TCU, absolutely. I didn't come away saying that program top to bottom is better than ours right now. I did not come away saying that. We just got to work on a few pieces of our puzzle and and um, and get better every day. So it's that's that's my coach talk, and you know that's that's what we plan on doing this weekend. I do want to go to the bullpen because a guy that's has stood out to me. I've seen him play a handful of times is Christian Rubeck, who seems to have you know the best velocity on the team potentially. Uh, you know, fastball that can reach ninety six. There's scouts that come out to see him. He, you know, he pitched yesterday and went three innings, and seems to be, he's doing a better job since the start at Bakersfield, where he only saw four batters. But is is his struggle is it simple as he has a velocity but just the command is not there or is it maybe more than that well no it, it's it's command and being able to repeat his delivery and you know when, when you get those athletes that are that explosive um, and there's a lot of moving parts in pitching and throwing a baseball but you have to repeat your delivery to repeat the result in the strike zone and, you know sometimes it's Sometimes a guy gets it late, and we're hoping Christian figures it out a little quicker in his career. And um, but he is trending up with me. You know the way I the way I've watched his last outing, he's getting better and better. It's not because of lack of effort or lack of clearing. He's all in, you know, and, and we're all in too. He's extremely talented, uh, but you got to get out there and get the results. It's, it's really not, you know, it's not like the minor leagues where we're developing guys and the score doesn't matter. You know. It, we got to put guys. We have to win every single game in college baseball. Um, and you saw a little bit of it last night. You know, we, we hung in there with some guys to try to develop them. And you know, and I put a lot of faith in our offense to see if we can get some things figured out in our bullpen. And I left some guys out there longer than I should have. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a win every game situation. Christian knows that, and we we think he's going to be a an integral part of our our pitching staff you know, with a big role um, before the season's over. Well, you mentioned leaving guys out there for maybe too long, but how limited were you with the bullpen in Game 2 against Northern Colorado? Because you did have Whammer come in there and pitch the final inning in, in two-thirds. Well, Dylan Phillips is our really is one of two left-handed pitchers on, on our staff. So when I, when I came away at TCU, I didn't like what I saw out of our bullpen and, and, and how incomplete it was. You know, the top priority this week was to get Dylan, and it's more 
an expanded rollout of our bullpen and to get him on the mound this week. And I wanted to do it Tuesday, but he threw a bullpen on Monday and it was just a little sore. So he was scripted to go on Tuesday or Wednesday. Glad to get him in there last night. Um, and he was really, really good. You know, I, I had a lot of takeaways from Tuesday and Wednesday, and that was a real positive one. Uh, and we, we just got to get him on the mound. He throws strikes. You know, he's been competing here at the highest level. And being on the mound will be no different for him. And, and he's left-handed, and he's got good stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I was fired up to see his outing last night. Speaking with K-State baseball coach Pete Hughes on the game, now I want to switch directions to your offense and the bats. That is still one of the top offenses in the Big 12, uh, in the top three in multiple categories. I want to specifically ask about Josh Nikoloff. Transfer from Columbia, had to miss basically a couple of years of baseball because the Ivy League did not play in 2021. But he goes from Manhattan, New York to Manhattan, Kansas, batting 273, five home runs, 18 RBI. He leads the team with 18 walks. He had four yesterday with a 19-game on base streak. But what has he added? What has he really helped you out with when it comes to the offense and being consistent? Just a super mature, you know, cerebral player. Knows the game, not, not, not just because he graduated from Columbia, so that there's a high intellect there. But his baseball acumen is super high. Um, he did not play the last two years in the Ivy League, but went out and played in the Northwood, which, you know, that's, that's 70 games in 73 days. And he, he's been around the block. He's great for our younger guys. Work ethic is, is crazy for our younger guys to see how he prepares himself physically and mentally before every game. Um, yeah, so just, just having him walk around, even if he wasn't as productive as he's been on the field, just having him walk around and, and be a presence in how, how he goes about his business every day for our younger guys has been um, the greatest asset he's brought to, brought to our program. And on top of it, he's a really, really good baseball Back on Tuesday, you beat the Bears 8-6 to of Northern Colorado. So Dylan Phillips in the third inning, a two-run homer, and he, he continues to climb and to just about set some history here. He's getting close as he's now tied for second all-time with the most home runs in program history. One more, he'll tie the record with Scott Popard, and then, of course, two more, he'll have the record. But I wanted to ask about how do you feel he has handled this climb to this history does he go the plate? Does he take well what he has given, or is he is he swinging away every time, or is he is he going up there and, and taking care of business? Well, you know, you know yourself, Mitch, as a prolific home run hitter in the little league days. If, sure. If you try to if you try to do it, it's not going to happen, you know. And I, I I think you're right. He he probably had that on the back of his head and and, and get out of his his mechanics a little bit early on, but um, he saw where the results took him. He, 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 he struggled a little bit early on. I think I think it was plays a lot in his head on that uh, with, with the record and, and just trying to trying to hit home runs instead of trying to just be himself. Cause it's it's always been good enough. And he's back there mentally. He's he's in a good place. Uh, but I think we all want the record to be over and and, and broken. Um, you know, it, it's really it's not it's not that much pressure on. But I, I do know he, he cares about being productive for us and. And he came back, you know, when he turned down money to go play professionally last year. I said, he'd come back here and he'd be the, the greatest home run hitter ever to play here. And these are some of the things we talk about. And, you know, those aren't individual goals. Those are him trying to reach his potential and just happens to be a number. So hopefully we can get that this weekend. Dylan Phillips potentially set a record here at K-State is one of many reasons to come watch the Cats this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Opening the home schedule at Big 12 play against sixth-ranked Oklahoma State. Coach, you know, during your time here at K-State, at home against 
top 10 Big 12 teams, you're 8 and 7. But Oklahoma State is one of the best pitching staffs uh, here in the Big 12. They're 18 and 7 on the year. Does that start when it comes to the prep, breaking down their pitching and how good they can be on the mound? Yeah, they'll, they'll be good. Um, they're, they're Friday guys as good as it gets in the country. Um, you know, but we, we, we fared pretty good against quality arms. So, and, that, and that's what you're going to get in the Big 12 and on, on, on the weekend rotation. They're pretty deep. Their closes, you know, he stumbled a little bit on Tuesday night, but he's, he's really good. So, uh, you know, veteran coaching staff, it's a, it's a veteran rotation. It, it'll be a, it'll be a great, uh, challenge for our offense and, and one I'm excited to watch because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on our offense in our lineup. All right, Coach, your final question is uh, based on some shopping I did uh, not too long ago. I'm a big Sunflower Seeds guy. I don't eat them at the games because of doing announcing, but uh, I like the odd flavors. And one of them I found was from Taco Bell, a Taco Supreme flavor. I thought it was crazy, but I tried it. Pretty good, not too bad. But as a baseball guy, of course, it's a top snack in baseball. You'll find it in every dugout. What is your go-to flavor? Do you go weird and get the crazy flavors, or do you like just uh, the plain old regular sunflower seed? Yeah, well, it's it's a little different at the time. We do have rules. No, no sunflower seeds on the turf because, you know, those guys will go through bags and bags, and it, it creates a mess. So we, we, we keep it in the dugout. Um, you know, if I had to give you a list of my preferences, the regular would be really low. Um I'm a dill pickle guy, ranch, jalapeno, salsa there, and the last one would be barbecue. Um, but, you know, you can't go wrong with ranch. Um, I do love the dill pickle. Uh, so that would be my order. Great, great selection over at Menard. I saw last Monday of sunflower seeds. I don't know if that's where you were, but uh, a lot of variety. So that's, that's my suggestion for you for the week. I love all those flavors. Shout out to Menards. And, Coach, good luck against uh, Oklahoma State this weekend starting on Friday at 6 o'clock. Okay. Thanks, Mitch. We'll talk to you later. That's K-State baseball coach Pete Hughes here on the game. Coming up to kickoff hour number two, Nigel Pack in the transfer portal. How tough will it be to replace his scoring? That's coming up next on the game. Full hour two up next.